Hey friends, and welcome to the Be Positive Podcast, where we talk all things chronic illness and health issues, the good, the bad, and the ugly, because this is a place I want everyone to feel seen, encouraged, and empowered. So let's get to it. Hey guys, and welcome back to the podcast. Today's episode is going to be a little bit on the deeper side. Um, we're going to be talking about just kind of what, what it feels like when your dreams are falling apart and and kind of how hard that can be, um, especially if you have health issues, seeing all the things you thought your life would turn out and how drastically different it is. But before we get into all the, all the deep stuff, we're going to do the Q&A for today, which is going to be from an anonymous person. And they asked, they said, there are some strong opinions about conditions like fibromyalgia. Unfortunately, people think that conditions like fibromyalgia are fake. How would you explain it to a person? So this is actually a really good question. So I feel like I'll probably have a podcast on it later on and more in depth. Um, but kind of like from, you know, this is just the research I've done. Always do your own research. Talk with doctors who do take it seriously. Um, but most of like n- the normal body pain comes from the peripheral nerves being irritated. But something like fibromyalgia, the pain comes from a di- dysfunction in the CNS, which is the central nervous system. So basically like the brain and spinal cord. And therefore the pain is body-wide. It's all over. But since everything is connected to the CNS, things like sight, hearing, taste, ability to think clearly, so on and so forth, can be affected by something like fibromyalgia. So it's more than just a pain, because anyone can have a pain. Fibromyalgia's pain is more um, constant and ongoing, um, unrelenting. Most from It depends on, you know, there's still the scale of some people can have it worse, some people can have it more controlled but there's still that scale and so it's more drastic than because like a normal person can go work out or go on a hike and have pain afterwards and that's unless you're pretty conditioned that's normally pretty normal but someone with fibromyalgia can have pain from just existing so I guess that's the difference Um, it can be hard to explain it to people who are ignorant so just keep that in mind and don't waste your energy and time on people. And if it's your family, maybe have um, a doctor that you trust write a letter kind of explaining what fibromyalgia is, if that's a condition you have, or there's different um, resources and videos you can share with your family, kind of explaining what it's like, your friends and family, so that way they can understand. Um, but that's just kind of my thoughts on it. Sorry if my brain is all jumbled today. I feel like it's jumbled every week, but... I feel like this podcast episode was something that needed to be discussed, so I definitely want to get it recorded so that way it can be posted in the future. Um, But if I did not answer your question, please continue to listen in because if I did not get to your answer, I will in the future. That's my goal. So I guess we'll just kind of jump right into today's topic. I guess when you feel like your dreams are falling apart when you have something like health issues, it's easy, or at least it was for me, it's easy to go into a state of denial. So I kind of, I I feel like I was in denial for a long time with my health issues, just wanting to get better, just kind of thinking, you know, 
tomorrow will be the day everything got better. And so then when I get diagnosed and realize that it's a, a chronic illness and that's not how it works for everyone, I do hope my healing will come in the future. But as of right now, this is a, a daily process and a daily struggle. So I definitely feel like I was very much and still sometimes am in the, in in denial about what my body could and couldn't do. So I feel like especially after getting diagnosed and the doctor was like, well, there's no cure. There's nothing that you could do really to help. Have um, rest, take it easy, and then for your pots, have lots of salt and water and good luck. So I kind of felt like, well, I'm not going to let a doctor, you know, control my life. So I felt like I was very much in the in, in denial. And so I kind of very much pushed my body well beyond its limits, what I should have. I should have been more caring because and forgiving to my body, but I wasn't. And so I definitely spent, you know, that was at 17 and I definitely spent a couple years in denial. And I was also put on a, what is it called? Sorry, that's the brain fog kicking in. Physical therapy. I was put on a physical therapy program when I was 18. And so I did that for quite a few months. And I guess they was for my POTS, but they didn't take into consideration my fibromyalgia and CFSME, which can very much affect your body to be able to work out and you can become very fatigued and symptomatic. And when those things are triggered, it can trigger my POTS. So that was not very good for me, but we just didn't know it. And so I kept pushing through and that ended up in me in the hospital on Thanksgiving Eve with... SVTs that lasted quite a few hours and they finally got it under control at the hospital but it still took a while for my heart rate to come down and that caused a lot of problems and so I just felt like after that I was kind of like you're still in the denial process because I was like I just want to I just want to feel better I just want to get better and it was like nothing I did like I have determination I have I'm I'm very positive like I'm a go-getter and all these things and it just wasn't enough so I just kept like pushing my body beyond what it what it could handle and what it deserved and I just was trying to keep going keep going and then I was like well I can't you know this saying that you know you, you've probably told yourself before you realize that that's not always how it works it's the I can't let this chronic illness or I can't let these health issues control my life and that's true to a certain extent, but you also have to realize that your body's doing a lot behind the scenes that most people's body does not have to do. So it's not that you're letting it control you, but you're being respectful of your body and acknowledging your limitations. But I did not learn that until this year. So I pushed my body to the breaking point. And then I also, this was shortly after I turned 19, so this was in like January of 2022. I applied for a job um, would to be a model, which honestly, I'm not the prettiest peach in the patch, you know, and I'm also not super photogenic, but I've always wanted to be a model just because I love taking fun pictures and like getting to like dress up and stuff. And so I interviewed for this job. I rested all day for it. I like did my makeup really nice. I had my hair washed the day before and it was styled and then I like got dressed up in like this super like nice outfit. I had on like nice shoes and like a blazer. Like I was ready for this interview. Like I I mean, I could if when the opportunity comes up, I can present myself 
reasonably considering what I normally look like in pajamas in my bed. So I think I was I was looking very nice. My makeup was on point and I show up to this job interview. I'm exhausted, completely just exhausted. I think my heart rate even got to like 200 putting on my makeup for this job interview. So I was kind of worn out. Then I drove because I lived way out in the country. I drove like 30 minutes, 35 minutes to this job interview because I was supposed to be meeting um, the interview lady at her store where I'd be modeling because it was modeling for clothes. And so I get there, I get out. It's in like this really sketchy part of town. It's like this downtown area that is in my city. And it's like, if you know where I live, it's very, very sketchy. And so like I get out and I walk to the store and I knock on the door and she's not answering. So then I get back into my car. By this point, I'm completely just exhausted. I'm having all these symptoms, struggling to see, and I still have to drive back home. So I call her and I'm like, I'm here. I'm knocking on the door. Um, will you let me in? And she's like, oh my gosh, I completely forgot about the interview. And I was like, "You're." I didn't say this, but I was thinking like, you're freaking kidding me. I was like, you're supposed to be a professional person and you're not even like showing up to this interview. So I was very mad about that. Now looking back, I can see it was probably for the best because because I couldn't handle that job. But it was like soul crushing. And she's like, oh, we can just meet tomorrow. And I'm thinking in my head, like, you don't understand. Like, I've used all my energy for the week. Like, I can't just do all this again tomorrow. And so then it was like, it was soul crushing. I think that was the moment I realized that... I wasn't like everybody else. I couldn't just get dressed and go again tomorrow. It wasn't that um it wasn't that simple. And I know like if you don't have health issues and you're listening in, it's probably very hard for you to fathom that, but that is very much a reality for me. I put so much energy into getting dressed and stuff that I couldn't do it the next day. And I know it seems so simple, but when you're finding a body that's so complex and and struggling to do the the things that it should do automatically and it's not doing it can simple things can be so exhausting and so like driving getting dressed all that like took so much energy so it was like in that moment where I was like well I'll just I told the interview lady I was like I'll just call you back I'll message you tonight and then we'll find out what to do and so on the ride home that's kind of like I guess crap hit the fan where I like realized that no matter how much determination I had, no how much willpower I had, how much of a go-getter I was, how much, how many positive thoughts I had, it wasn't enough for my body to get better at that point. And so it was kind of that slap in the face. And then to be so excited for this job and be so prepared for it, and then the lady not even like show up. And I was like, just like, I don't know, it was just like, I can't explain how soul crushing it was. And I even was so symptomatic on the way home, like I was sobbing in the car, almost passed out driving home. And because of like how symptomatic I was, I was just debating whether I should pull over on the side of the road and get my crap together or if just making it home was the safest option. And then my face was starting to go numb and my hands went completely numb and like, I'm trying to drive and not like die or kill anybody else on the road. So it was like, and then the more like my symptoms came, the harder I cried and the more I realized like 
that my body does have limitations and I can't keep living in denial. And and I know there are some of you who are probably listening who don't have health issues or there are some of you who are listening who are in college or can work and that is so amazing and you probably still very much struggle and I'm glad that you're able to do those but you probably still have other limitations where you've lived in denial and you're starting to realize like I can't keep living in this world of denial I feel like there's certain points where especially when you have health issues there's certain things like I know I can push through and do and then there's other things like this job where it like really dawned on me I can't work as much as I want to and I have a desire to work and I think especially something like being a model would have been so fun it was it couldn't be a reality because my body just couldn't handle that then it was just the overwhelming sadness too of realizing like all these like I'm 19 I just turned 19 at this point and realizing I'm not going to college I just I couldn't even handle a, a second job interview because I got dressed for the first one and used all my energy. So then it was like almost kind of like a woe is me moment where I was like, I can't even do this. And it was it was very much a struggle. And then I just felt bad because I was seeing it's hard too when you see your friends and your family moving on, but you can't. No matter how hard you try or how many positive thoughts you think or how much determination you have, you just can't, in a sense, in in the sense of how everybody else is moving on, you can't move on like that. And so it was very soul-crushing and and heartbreaking, really, to realize that this was the moment where it really sunk in that, like, you can't keep doing this to your body. It's not... And this was already after ending up in the hospital and having all the horrific symptoms and stuff left over from that and the low-key PTSD and just being like, this is real. Like, this is my life now. No matter how much I push through, like, it's not going to work like it would someone else. No matter how many hours I sleep, it's not going to be, it's never enough for my body. And so it was really that humbling experience. So I had to realize that my life may look different. I may not be able to do the jobs and stuff because, where was I going with this? Oh yeah, I feel like, because we can easily put like our identity in a job and like our purpose in a job, but I feel like our we have so much more purpose and there's so much to who we are as a person and the job we work out or the college we go through, and while those are amazing things, and if you can work and go to college, be proud of that, be excited of that, even if it's difficult, but there's so much more to us than where we work, and there's so much more to us than where we go to college and the things we do, so I feel like coming to that realization is, it's scary, and it's hard, but it's such a beautiful thing, and so even on for me, even on the days where I have nothing and all I do is lay in bed and I'm resting, you know, I still have meaning to my life and I still have a purpose to my life. Even if the only thing I did that day was just breathe and exist. And I feel like I've definitely had to switch my thinking to that because for so long it was like, and and even still I have, I have some tendency of, I want to put my worth into 
the things that I do and the things that I can accomplish. And that's that's great and that's amazing. But when you feel like your world is falling apart and so many things that you want to do are falling apart and you can't do those, you have to realize that your identity is so much more than the things that you can do. And so I just feel like when you feel like your world is falling apart, you have to... I say this every podcast. I feel like you guys are going to get sick of it. But you really have to acknowledge those feelings because those feelings are real. And it's frustrating and it's hard. And you can, and I can, you know, sit there and tell myself, well, people have it worse. People have been through worse. You know, it's really not that bad. But then I'd just be like um, belittling my feelings. And those are feelings that, yes, you can shove down. And I feel like there's definitely... I've definitely shoved down stuff like that for a while, which is kind of why it all bubbled up at once. So, but you have to really acknowledge that when your life feels like it's falling apart, whether you've experienced that or you're going through it right now and your life isn't turning out how you planned, that crap can suck. And I feel like that's something that you can't, I always say this, it's something you can't know until you know. It's something you can't really understand until you understand it. And it's always hard, too, because, like, when I watch, like, TV shows or I listen to friends and stuff, and they've, like, you always see it when they're applying for colleges and, like, the rom-coms, and they're, like, oh, I didn't get into Harvard, but then they go into Yale or whatever. So it's, like, they have a backup plan, but, like, feel like for, for me personally, there was no backup plan. I couldn't work, and that was it. I just can't work. It was too much. So it wasn't like, oh, I didn't get this modeling job, but I'll get the next one. So it was like that realization of there was no backup plan for me. That was my backup plan. And so having that kind of be crushed was was crushing. <laughs> so I definitely feel like this is something that a lot of people deal with and a lot of people struggle with. And it's even emotions that might be hard to explain like it was at the time it was very hard for me to explain it to my to like my family and my friends but it's something now like looking back after I've kind of evaluated things I can explain it more so a lot of this stuff was like going on while I'm like still trying to go to Bible study and stuff so it was like all these strong emotions but no one would ever know because I kept my crap together and looked and put on a smile which that smile was real it was very it was very real and I was and I am a very positive person but those heartbreaking emotions can still coexist with the happy emotions and but I would only show the happy emotions so no one ever knew how much I was I felt like I was breaking and my world was falling apart right in front front of me it was kind of like just overwhelming and scary and I didn't know how to handle it and I didn't know how to explain it so I just kind of had to deal with those emotions by myself and and I'm kind of an introvert so I kind of prefer that but it's still hard because I don't think anyone realizes how hard it is because I spend a lot of the big emotions I prefer to deal with by myself and so that's something that people don't necessarily get to see because while I can be having hard emo- hard and, and emotions that are scary and big I can also be filled with joy and peace. And I also believe that's God too. He fills me with joy and peace, even in unjoyful and unpeaceful situations. Um, so I And I want to protect my mental health. So I always try to um, let those be overpowering too. 
but I think it can be- definitely be something where people don't realize it because it's something that doesn't necessarily get shared. Um, so hopefully this podcast episode two will help kind of bring light for people to see that that struggle was really there and it was really scary and overwhelming and you probably saw me and was like oh she seems so happy which yes I was but I was also struggling and also if you're like going through this right now where you know everything feels like it's falling apart for you um you're not the only one I feel like anyone especially anyone with a chronic illness I feel like this is something we've all either gone through or or are going through and so that's something that I mean, I guess it makes it a little bit easier knowing you're not the only one struggling. And it's hard to when you're watching your friends move on and be able to go to like parties and go to the beach and go to different places or or hit all these big milestones. I have lots of friends now that are getting engaged and married and they're pregnant, they're buying houses. And then I have some that are graduating college. I mean, so I'm all these people that are hitting like, quote-unquote big marks in their life and I feel like you know I'm just excited when an Olivia Rodrigo song comes on the radio or something and can jam out to that so it's like very very different walks of life so just it's hard sometimes seeing your friends and people you know your age moving on when I guess in a sense I am moving on and in a sense we all are moving on but just at different it doesn't look the traditional way so sometimes that can be that can be hard, especially when I thought my life would, and probably you too, we thought our lives would turn out so differently. But hopefully this episode just kind of let you know it's okay if you feel like your dreams are falling apart, and it's okay if you're struggling right now. Acknowledge that struggle, process it, and realize that you it's not your fault. You can have all the determination and willpower you want, and it can still be, your health can still hold you back. And just knowing that even if your life looks different, your life still has purpose. Even if you spend most of your days in the hospital or at home, or even if you can only go to work or only go to college, or you can go to work and college, but you're struggling. However your life looks, that's your life. We're not all the cookie cutter same, and it's okay if your life looks a little bit different than your friends, and it's okay to acknowledge that that sucks if it's something you're struggling with, but just learning you're not just, this is just a good reminder to know that you're not the only one who struggles, and I've definitely struggled with that before, and it's definitely hard coming to that realization, so if you're at the point in your life now where you're having that breakdown moment like I had after the interview. It's okay. And it's just sometimes life sucks. And I don't know why. And I don't understand it. I don't know why I couldn't get the modeling job because that would have been so much fun. But I know that God still has a purpose and a plan for my life and yours. So just acknowledge those emotions and know that you're not the only one. So that's just kind of like the podcast for today. Hopefully it wasn't all over the place. I feel like they're kind of always all over the place, so I'm sorry, guys. This is what you get for listening to a podcast that is hosted by someone with health issues and brain fog. So it's just always going to be like, where does this go? But um, hopefully it helped you. Oh, the shout-out for today. So my shout-out is going to go to the TV series Reba. 
because I've been watching that recently and it's hilarious and I've had a couple really rough days where I haven't really felt like getting out of the bed. So watching a comedy has kind of helped me keep my mind in the right place. So if you haven't watched that, it's pretty funny. It came out in like the early 2000s. So the comedy is like very different than now, but it's hilarious. So that's going to be my shout out for the day is the TV show Reba. But hopefully you guys will listen in next week. And hopefully this podcast helped you. If it did, and if it's something you go through, share it with a friend or family member so they can kind of understand what you go through too if you're dealing with those hard emotions but don't know how to explain them. But I hope you guys listen in next week and have a good day. Bye. Thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast. If it was encouraging or helpful, share it with a friend or family member so we can continue to raise awareness for chronic illness and health issues. If you're on Instagram, head over to my Instagram page, Be Positive. I'd love to know what your favorite part of today's podcast was, and I can't wait to hear from you. Thanks for listening.